Hey guys, how are you tonight? Hope you're all doing well. I see there's already some of you in the live chat. What's up, Thomas? What's up, Night Hunter? So tonight, I have a very important topic I want to talk about. Because I feel like this topic is considered taboo by a lot of the UFO community. Now, I brought it up more than once. And if you have seen the content on my channel, I have tried to focus on bringing this topic up as much as possible. Because I feel like it is very, very important. Especially when trying to understand the phenomenon. Now, when I say the phenomenon, for those of you that are listening to this as a podcast, and maybe this is your first time tuning in, I'm talking about the UFO phenomenon. Now, what's going on at this moment, this time, what you're listening to is me going live on my YouTube channel, The Undead Gaucho, interacting with the awesome community that uh, I have here, the UFO community, and we share our thoughts and our theories. And tonight, my friends in the live chat, I need you guys to come with your best theories, come with your best thoughts, think about the stuff that you've researched, and let's have a good conversation as we always do. And also, for those of you watching this as a replay, what's up? <laughs> so guys, as always, before we start, I would like to ask you how the audio sounds. Is it sounding crispy tonight? Oh, <laughs> I just heard myself <laughs> because I clicked over to the live video, the live feed on YouTube, because for some reason, I said this last time, um, whenever I try to use YouTube studio, I don't see your comments, which is strange. I don't see the comments in the live chat. So every time I have to switch over, but let's get the party started. Let's talk about the abduction phenomenon. And in the title, I put the hybrid program because the hybrid program, in my opinion, is a aspect of this phenomenon that people are afraid to talk about. Like I said, when we started taboo. Taboo, definitely. The abduction phenomenon has always been a touchy subject, which I find strange, because if people are going to believe that there are UFOs, flying saucers, these amazing craft visiting us, or flying through our skies, why wouldn't they have a purpose or a goal? Are they just visiting? I mean, that's the funniest reactions I've ever gotten from people was, oh, the abduction phenomenon, no, that's... I can't talk about that. That's not serious. Those are people making up stories. And unfortunately, for those that have experienced contact of this kind, I do not see any sort of benefit from sharing these experiences. Some of you may have seen Fire in the Sky. We've talked about it before. If you haven't, check out the film. It's the story of Travis Walton. It's been exaggerated, obviously, by film studios. But... Definitely still worth watching. Kind of scary in certain parts. Uh, Travis has a whole different approach to that now. That is a case where you see somebody's story getting shared globally and not ending up just maybe sharing it with a, a friend, a family member, or even a psychologist. So I always try to be open when I talk to the community. I try to remind them that I'm here to hear your stories. You know, it's amazing when you have these kinds of 
some people, how do I say this? An abductee should not feel ashamed because from what I've read and what I've studied, they don't have a choice really, right? If they get abducted or not, you know, an experiencer shouldn't be ashamed either. I understand it can be a confusing subject and for some people it can be life altering. Uh, it may shatter some of your paradigms of what you think about life. But you should never be ashamed. But those people that think that there are people out there, which there may be some, making up stories about being abducted. Now, whenever I hear someone say that about an abductee, I just think, what what benefit do they get from lying about this? Just talking about the UFO phenomenon can get you put into a corner at times. can get you looked at as a stranger or a strange person, better said, not a stranger. But uh, before we get a little deeper, I want to check out the live chat. For those of you listening to this as a podcast, what I like to do is talk to the community in the live chat, read what they're saying, and interact with them. Thomas, what's up, man? Alien girl. John, hey, man. Sofa, what's up? Sasha, Sasha, hey. Night Hunter, let me scroll back up. Andy Oates, what's up? Paul Jones, Mike, hey man, thank you always for being here, Mike, all of you, Sofa, Alien Girl, you guys are Thomas, everyone. Um, this is becoming like a little undead gaucho family, <laughs> but uh, I, I appreciate it so much, guys. Um, so let me check out the comments. Other than saying what's up to you guys, let's see what you got to say. So the Night Hunter, he says, no matter how you slice it, this whole addiction thing has a very human element. Uh, he meant to write abduction, <laughs> even though addiction does have a human element to it. But the abduction uh, thing has a very human element to it. Uh, power over another type of egotism. The power of uh, the power they have over the have-nots. Well, you know, I understand kind of where you're coming from. I think Night Hunter and. You see this in every aspect of our human behavior, right? The haves and the have-nots. And the ego falls into play so much throughout daily life and throughout every spectrum of everything that we do. And in the UFO community, you see the ego. Now, when I hear of abductees claiming to be saviors or claiming to uh, know 100% what is going on when it comes to the phenomenon... I do take two steps back, I look at the case, I try to figure out what's going on, um, just because I feel like if I were ever to have a close encounter and to be shared some sort of knowledge or to be, I don't know, any any kind of close encounter or an abduction, right? I don't think I would come down to earth and talk to you guys, and when I say come down to earth, it's kind of like a pun, I'm saying it, <laughs> sort of like a little little wordplay there, but... You know, come back down to reality and talk to you guys trying to tell you that I know what's going on. I would be really weary about trying to do that because I would hate for people to follow my word on a T, right? I would hate to put everything on the line from what my experience was. Also, we've seen that experiences can vary like throughout the phenomenon, Depending on the person, it seems at times the phenomenon presents itself to them 
in a way that is more um, acceptable to the experiencer. And I think that's true. I mean, for some cases, because then when I think about certain people coming into contact with the grays, I don't think that physical, you know, viewing a gray or seeing a, a mantis or some humanoid, strange looking creature is probably not what somebody's uh, subconscious wants to see. <laughs> but I get what you're saying, definitely. And good, good comment, man. And Thomas says, uh, he's saying, what's up to Mike in the live chat? And like always, I love to see this. I mean, this is why I do this. I like to see you guys interacting. And I hope I make some friendships here, right? Build some, you know, get some people together. Unite the community a little bit. Alien Girls here. If you guys aren't subscribed to Alien Girls channel, it's Alien Girl 111. Make sure to check her out. Uh, she also goes live. So some more content for you guys to dig your teeth into. All right. So the Night Hunter says, there's this need for us humans to feel enslaved. It's speech to her oldest self to have power over another is basically the human condition and has been for a very, very long time. You know, and it, the funny thing is when you say that, right, Night Hunter, uh, I've often thought that one of our weakest points as humans is that we always need a leader. We always need a teacher. We always need uh, somebody to tell us basically what rules to follow, right? What is reality? The only way you can really learn anything is if you grab a book that basically has explanations given to you by someone else, um, which is interesting. Now, I'm trying to remember who this was. You guys might know the story. It's a, it's a famous old story about these, uh, it was a group of people locked in a cave and they're staring at um, the wall in the cave and all they can see is the shadows, right? Uh, so they think that reality is what they're seeing on the shadows, but reality is outside of the cave. Now, I always wonder about that, uh, especially as we get more into a digital age, right? How warped is our reality? And from when we were children, you know, we're taught everything from the colors to the numbers to what reality is piece by piece, you know, uh, when you learn about shapes and everything. I'm just saying... Humans have this need to find something greater to listen to. It's like, I think it may be that emptiness that we feel being alone floating on this rock at times. But that's why this is so important, right? This topic is important because we're not alone and we're not just floating on a rock. So, so yeah, let's get back into the, into the questions here. Um, I see Dylan and Sofa having a little conversation. Uh, Dylan is responding to Sofa. He says, perhaps it's different entities. I think those stories could be some entities that violated uh, a kind of prime directive. Lots of alien lore is that at least two groups don't agree with each other. Okay, so getting, getting into the nitty-gritty of the abduction phenomenon here. And I've made videos about the positive aspects and the, ne and the negative aspects of the phenomenon. And there are people that claim to have amazing experiences when they come into contact and have a close encounter and there are people that have terrifying horrifying experiences but i've tried to i'm, I'm, tr I'm going to try tonight to not say you know 
<laughs> I don't know what it is, but lately I've been saying, you know, you know, you know so much. Now I ruined it for you guys. Now every time you guys listen to a podcast, you're going to hear me say, you know, a thousand times. So I'm going to try not to use that word tonight. But what I was saying was, look, if you look at the abduction phenomenon as a whole, that aspect is there. We've talked about it throughout the whole, uh, throughout every single corner of this phenomenon. And in reality, you have the darkness, you have the light, the good and the bad. Um, so whenever I say that UFOs could be a threat or that horrifying things happen in, in abductions, I'm not generalizing everything into the same bucket, right? I'm not putting all my chips there. I am not so narrow-minded that I'm going to just see it all as one thing because it doesn't seem to be that. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out the video that I did, uh, showing a lecture from Carla Turner, I definitely suggest checking that out. Now, her, her wit is amazing. I like her badass attitude. Uh, she really tackles the abduction subject, and I like how she's sort of going against the grain at the time. I don't, I don't know what year the, uh, the presentation she's giving is from, uh, but she's passed away, unfortunately, but she did amazing work. I mean, I really liked how she broke it down, and let's just say there are four main groups, right? Or four main, sectors that you can divide sort of the abduction phenomenon into and this is kind of pulling from her work um you have the ets that have an, a, an objective right a scientific objective um and she brings up sightings and landing reports that go back into the 50s of ets taking soil samples and plant samples which i think is funny right uh because it seemed like there was like a there, if you look into the cases, there are many cases of them taking soil samples. And I wonder, you know, I've said this many times, and I'm starting to say it more often to see if anybody picks up on it. I wonder if uh, that's a, like just showing us sort of their level of intelligence, because I've said it repeatedly. If these beings are so advanced, so intelligent, what is this aspect of them continuously studying us now? You may argue that by saying they consider us a resource and they're using us as a recyclable resource, right? Um, but the soil sampling, that, that it made me laugh because she says uh, in, her, in her talk, she says, uh, what, she basically calls them dumb because she sees them taking soil samples over like 40 years and she's thinking, what are they looking for? Sorry, guys, let me take a sip of water. We also know that there are studies on the human reproductive system. That's, it's riddled. The abduction phenomenon is riddled with that. And that's why I bring up the hybrid program, but we'll get there. Uh, also, the study of human psychology. Uh, make sure to check out the abductee uh, animated short that I shared as well. I think two videos ago on the channel. They bring that up. Uh, they bring that up there in that short film. And I thought that was interesting. You know, they run us through different tests to see how we react, right? So it's like they throw us in simulations, which I think would make sense uh, to see how we, maybe how our emotions act up or, you know, what our decisions, you know, in high tense situations, what decisions do we make? Because when you look at the claims of people that have come into contact, for example, with the greys, emotionless beings, right? Uh, and they are telepathic, 
and I think it was on the Joe Rogan podcast with Travis Walton. I think we talked about this too, where they said that if they were telepathic, it would make sense that they are emotionless because they don't show emotion because they communicate telepathically. So maybe they do every, you know, everything is telepathic. Uh, okay. So, so what are they doing on a scientific level and why is it taking them so long? Why do they have to continuously repeat the same process like this, uh, testing of our, you know, our sexual organs or, uh, extracting semen and, and eggs and using, you know, there's cases of women. I keep saying, you know, <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to work it out. I'm going to work it out tonight, guys. I think it's because I'm I'm finally like a foreigner. So the you know thing is like me trying to explain myself. But uh, it's, um, what was I saying? Oh, that, you know, there's cases. Again, you know. <laughs> it's driving me crazy, guys. But um, there are cases. I'm going to cut that all out of the podcast. <laughs> there are cases that women have claimed to be impregnated by the greys or these extraterrestrials, ultra terrestrials, whatever they are. And the fetuses are taken. And I just feel like if they're so advanced, why would they even need to use us repeatedly? Right? Couldn't they just, I don't know, clone what they needed or just have a few samples and work off of that. Uh, it's just something I've thought about a lot recently but if there's one aspect that continuously comes up, it's this aspect of a scientific agenda, a study, some kind of study that they're doing of our planet, of our species, and uh, sort of using us, right, as a resource. And you may be wondering, you know, what proof is there of this? And really, I'm solely saying that I don't think we will really have the proof we need at the moment but there is data out there. There are cases out there. There are scoop marks. There are uh, people that have had implants, supposedly. There's a lot of stuff out there, right? So tonight, we are working as unconventional thinkers, right? We are going against the grain. We're forward thinking tonight. So, And I do it all the time when it comes to the abduction phenomenon. I don't care what people say about this this aspect of the phenomenon because... If you're going to believe the UFOs are flying through the sky or traveling through wormholes or whatever you believe, right, in the oceans, they must have a purpose. And I think the purpose is linked to this. I mean, the evidence is there. It's pretty logical if you think about it. <laughs> um, all right, the ETs have a self-serving agenda, right? Using humans as a resource. That's another little sector of this. Uh, but they're healing and spiritual, but they're giving us a healing and a spiritual uplifting message, which is very strange, right? So it's like they extract embryos or whatever, or semen, and then they give you some uplifting message, walk you around the ship and they put you back, which I always thought was bizarre. Okay. Um, and I think it'd be bizarre if that happened to you just human to human, that would be super strange. Imagine... <laughs> You just get taken out of your house, you know, some strange experiments done on you. Then they walk you around the lab. They tell you like, hey, we got to stop using nuclear weapons. Save, you know, recycle. And then they put you back in your house. <laughs> but um, then the ETs have a human survival, like a humanoid agenda. 
they are helping us to survive and helping us not to become sterile, which is something she said. Uh, I want to know what you guys think about that. But I have thought about this idea that the greys could be us from the future, right? And maybe in the future, for some reason, we become sterile, right? Or something happens where we can't reproduce, and that's the whole hybrid program right there, just explained in two seconds. (laughs) And if time travel ever is possible, the Marty McFly-style time travel or some other fascinating way to travel through time because I feel like the actual concept that we have of time travel has been uh, argued upon by many people saying that that's not how it would work. But um, if that ever does work, I used to say this all the time, if there are time travelers in the future, they're here right now. Like they're they're in this timeline. There's got to be a time traveler in this timeline. If there is a time machine made thousands of years from now, there's probably time travelers in this timeline. So something to think about. Let me look back at the live chat. I'm taking another sip of water. Nick Hayden says, the undead gaucho, my best friend. Oh, I lost it. One second, Nick. You guys are really hitting the live chat. Thank you guys, man. Do me a favor and uh, copy the link to tonight's live. Share it on Twitter. Let's see if we can get as many people as we can in here to really get this discussion moving. Nick Hayden says, Hey, Undead Gaucho, my best friend has seen UFOs on multiple occasions and thinks that she has encountered the men in black. She also thinks they've been watching her since childhood. That's interesting. Uh, She also feels like they've communicated uh, telepathically. You know, an experiencer right there. Your friend is an experiencer, right? Uh, And one thing that she did bring up there... The men in black. That's something I've been thinking about recently as well. Where are the men in black cases these days? You don't hear many men in black cases anymore. Now, I think if the men in black ever were what some people claim them to be, uh, which some of the stories of the men in black are really interesting, it's almost like they are uh, hybrids, right? Or some weird sort of uh, mix between human and android or something like that. Um, I feel like today, if the men in black ever did exist with the technology that we use, they don't really need to appear at your house, right? They don't really need to show up unless obviously they're coming to throw you in a trunk or something like that. (laughs) Um, you guys should learn how to open trunks from the inside, just FYI, but it's strange because you don't really see many cases of men in black. What do you guys think? Thank you for that that message there, Nick. Let's get down to the bottom. You guys are really hitting the live chat tonight, so I'm going to catch up. Sorry if I missed them, guys. I missed some messages there. Gray Troll says, uh, there's a guy who found marks on abductees that can only be seen with UV light. I have heard about that. I also saw this documentary. I mean, look, there are aspects of the abduction phenomenon. There's people that take advantage of abductees. And there are also people that are not well. You know, that just applies in everything, in every aspect of life. Now, if you're not aware to tell or to notice when somebody's not well, then that's on you. But 
you know, uh, I watched this documentary. I think it was from like the BBC or it was from England. And it was this group of people that were sort of like an abduction group. And it was the, the idea was cool, right? It was abductees coming together to share their stories, sort of like a self-help group, right? Which I think is great, which I kind of want to, uh, create here in the community. I want abductees to, to come here and feel like it's a place for them to, to hang out. But, um, I remember that I don't, re I don't remember the group or what it was called, but I watched the whole documentary and some of the cases were really strange, but of course I always give the benefit of the doubt. Right. And I thought some people maybe might've been in blemishing or, or may have not been well. Right. Um, but he used a UV light. So that's where the story was going. Gray. Uh, he used a UV light to like look over an abductee's body, but then he gave somebody like a crystal with some string on it and a battery. And that was supposed to keep the UFOs away. And I start to think like in this field, in every field, there are people that pry on, on the insecurities and the weaknesses of others. And if you've had this life changing experience, and you're trying to cope with it. You're trying to understand it. You're trying to figure it out. It's really unfortunate that there are jerks out there that pry on, on people, right? And dig into their weaknesses. Another part of that documentary, I'll, I'll see if I can find it and I'll share it with you guys maybe next week or I'll put it in the, in the link down below because I'm going to have to dig because I found it randomly. Uh, there was a woman who had believed, you know, she believed that she was abducted and she thought she was like half alien, <laughs> which look, I don't know why I laughed, right? I talked about the word woo on my last video and how we shouldn't think that way. So, uh, she did like a DNA test on herself. Um, and they didn't find anything. And I felt really bad because it was like, they did all these different sort of tests on her and nothing worked out for her. But I think a year before that, her teenage daughter had passed away like she had committed suicide and right there i mean you can kind of see like you're going to come across situations where people have had traumatic experiences and they are trying to cope with that experience however they can right um but that's not to say that every abductee every experiencer is doing that uh, and you should still be uh, kind to these people and hear them out hear their story and if you notice something's off, you know, get them help and get them away from people trying to take advantage of them. But uh, that was the UV light thing. I, I kind of went off topic, Gray, but Gray says the UV marks I talked about were mentioned in a coast to coast video from last December. Uh, it's called Why Are ETs Abducting Native Americans, the Celts and the Irish? Interesting. I'm going to check that out, man. The other day on, uh, I can't remember where it was or where he said it, but Chris Bledsoe, I think, said something about, you know, the bloodline of people that get abducted, I think, was like uh, Native Americans, Celtic, and Irish. And I thought, that sucks for me, because I don't think I have any Native American, any Celtic, or any Irish in me. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get abducted, but I can't even have a close encounter. You know, does that mean I'll never be able to meet the lady? Which I think is something that there are, I got to admit, guys, you know, the Nordic aliens and this idea of tall, blue-eyed, 
blonde haired aliens, I think it has to do with sort of racism in America. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, because it doesn't make sense to me why they would be blonde haired and blue eyed. Right. And I think that the time where those cases were coming up, where people were seeing the Nordics that way, right, that style of Nordic, um, that humanoid ET, I think it had to do kind of with the stereotype and what people thought was beautiful at the time. Um, I don't know. That's just something, a thought experiment I'll share with you guys there because it's something I've thought about a bunch of times. And I brought it up, I think, on other channels where I said, you know, you've seen sort of Native American-looking ETs. If you look and dig deep into cases, there's a, you know, I can't forget what case exactly, but there was like these leather-skinned, dark-skinned, sort of with Asian eyes and uh, strawy black hair. Brings up, uh, reminds me of the Ariel case, like strawy black hair. And they had like a Native American look. And then you have these Nordics, blonde haired, blue eyed, tall, always kind of resembling what you think somebody would draw. You know, if somebody draws a picture of a of an angel, what you would imagine an angel looks like, even though that's all again, like racism <laughs> right there. Like, uh, but um, yeah, I'm not going to start talking about racism, but uh, <laughs> let's get back to the live chat. I don't want to get distracted. Um Let's see. Somebody said, Nono says the MIB program served its purpose and is no longer useful or appropriate in modern society. So it has been replaced. Covert today. It must mean covert for real. That's true. I also think today with how connected we are digitally, if anybody wanted to do anything to anybody, especially uh, a group of advanced extraterrestrials, all they would have to do is like hack you <laughs> and tell you like, hey, stop or do something like that. No, Bormer, <laughs> Bormer just responded in the chat. So for those of you listening to the podcast, I shouldn't have went down that that racist aisle. But I wasn't saying that, Bormer. I was saying that the people like the like people in general, when they uh, when they started bringing up these cases and talking about these humanoid aliens, um it seems like they fit a description of what, you know, in the 1960s, somebody would have thought was, you know, they all look like Fabio. Come on, guys. Like, if there are humanoid-looking aliens, I don't get why they have no, uh, you know, they look like Fabio, basically. <laughs> Michael Boyle says racism sucks, bro. Definitely racism sucks. Um, Michael Boyle says, do you think ETs have eliminated homelessness? You know, this is funny. This is a good question, though, Michael. It's a great question. Uh, first of all, I don't think they might live in the same societal construct that we do. So maybe there is no homelessness and racism and all this kind of stuff. Especially imagine the greys and the, the mantis beings being racist to each other. It's just funny to think about. I think that's a real primitive way to see the world. Uh it's funny that we all see each other differently, even though we're all still the same. And even under that skin that you see in front of you is just flesh and bone. But people are so uh, stuck in their ways of seeing things that they can't even understand that. But uh, yeah, let's get back to the back to the abduction phenomenon. So um, then there's the ETs, right? I think I might have said this already. No, there's ETs that have like a spiritual agenda, right? 
they kind of battle. There's a battle between good and evil, something we were talking about earlier. And they give us messages of peace and love and light. And, uh, and I've heard people kind of relate it to like, you know, messengers from God. Um, one thing that I don't like about that idea, right? Or maybe not, it's, I don't think it's right to say don't like, cause that's not the right way to say it. Now, I, I've talked about this before. I think there are different beings. If there is any kind of being visiting, visiting us in these crafts, right? If there are occupants, there must be multiple kinds of occupants with multiple kinds of agendas. There may even be spiritual ETs and non-spiritual ETs just like us, right? So some spread a spiritual message, just like if you meet somebody that's religious and you talk to me, I won't probably spread a spiritual message with you. But um, I hate this idea, though. I brought it up to a bunch of times. Uh, the idea that they just tell us not to use nuclear weapons. Like, tell us, like, show us the way, guide us, is what I think they should do. I think there you have a good example of the ETs kind of keeping us in our lane, keeping us in check, telling us, hey, don't destroy the planet. Maybe because this is their planet, or maybe because they live somewhere on this planet and we don't know. I think they put us in check a little bit. They don't really give us that helping hand. They're not the saviors. People often confuse when I say that that I think that the ETs and the UFOs are saviors. I don't believe that. I think that they have things that we could use to better our species and our society, and that's it. Let's check out the live chat. Thomas says, some aliens are said to have no soul. Well, I guess that's possible. No soul. I mean, I, I could only see that working um, if they were some sort of like, you know, biological robot. But if, I guess if you are religious, from what I understood, right, from what I've studied growing up as a Catholic, uh, no longer practicing, but everything, you know, if they are creatures, they should all be creatures of God, right? I mean, I think that's the only reason why the Vatican's kind of okay with talking about UFOs and stuff like that nowadays. You know, you see articles come up and you've seen articles come up in the past where they're sort of now accepting the idea and they're giving this message like, oh no, but if there are aliens, they're all children, they're all children of God. So they should, in theory, probably all have souls, I'm assuming. Even though guys, I'm not religious. So the soul for me is more like just an energy, right? Just some sort of energy. It's like your consciousness. It's like who you are inside of this vessel. That's it. Godly Musa also gaucho Nordic type euphonauts have been reported not just in America, but a lot in Southern America as well. Oh no, and I'm I'm not saying uh, in North America. I'm saying in general, like on the planet. Like at that time, that was the image of like, you know, like look at when the first, you know, Nordic euphonauts sort of came about. Um, other than the Otsurobuno case or the red-headed, the red-haired aliens right? The red-haired humanoids. I think there are cases where there are humanoids that don't have blonde hair and blue eyes, but I'm saying those repeated cases, right? Where you see this image coming up of these beautiful, uh, godly looking creatures. I think that might've been just sort of like society expressing itself and trying to fit an image 
They'll put an image around it. Uh, I don't know. You know. Also, I think that the humanoid ETs is the hardest part for me at this time to sort of go with if they are hybrids, right? If they're hybrids and they don't look 100% human, or maybe they're perfected hybrids, right? But then the hybrid program and this whole idea of them using us for, uh, you know, to reproduce and all this kind of stuff, it makes me wonder, like, if they, if there are humanoid ETs, why aren't they doing that to the humanoid ETs? Or why don't they just use the humanoid ETs instead of using us? I mean, I'm sure if they are advanced and uh, higher level beings or whatever, maybe their DNA is better than ours. I don't know, right? You know, maybe the greys are creating hybrids to fight against the humanoid ETs. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if at the end the bad aliens were the humanoid ETs? That would make more sense to me, I'd have to say. Again, thought experiments, guys. Thought experiments. All I know, really, is that the abduction phenomenon as a whole is overlooked so often and treated as lunacy by a lot of the community, and it's wrong. Because if you want to know the who and the why, you need to look at the abduction phenomenon. At the end of the day, if you have the craft and you get the technology, you still need to know the who and the why. That's the most important part. The who and the why. Right? The what, we kind of already, we're, we're there at this point in time. UFOs are being accepted. They're being considered a reality. But the who and the why is still a big question. Um, and I think that is a lot more important than understanding <laughs> the what. Right? We've got it. We figured it out. We've seen it a bunch of times. We understand they have, these craft have capabilities that we do not. And they have advanced technology. Uh, but yeah. Let me check out the live chat again. Uh, Godly Moose says the objects and apparition, uh, apparitions do not necessarily originate on another planet and may not even exist as permanent con constructs of matter. Well, that's true. It's very true. Dylan O says, I think it's in, it's improper to assume uh, they're all not ET. We could be dealing with multiple sources of others. Dylan, that's correct. I mean, I said that, I think I might have said that earlier. I think there are multiple uh, types of others, right, of occupants. Um, I think that's the most logical approach to it. We shouldn't expect there to be, you know, two types or three types of beings out there. But um, I'm saying that you come and see, it's often that you see this case of, you know, when I talked about the Nordics, I keep bringing up the Nordics. And I don't want to step on anybody's toes or make anybody think that I'm, talking trash about something they believe in because that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying that for me, the picture painted is kind of, I don't know how to say it, like a stereotype of that time period. Uh, I think that might be the best way to say it. So thank you guys, man, for being here tonight. And thank you to those that are listening to this as a podcast. I hope I am not boring you and I hope you're enjoying this. Uh, Andy Oates says, I'm not sure about robot grays, but please, if there's a god, let Bigfoot be a Wookiee. <laughs> I think somewhere, what did I hear recently about Bigfoot hunting season? Like, seriously, I don't think anyone should hunt Bigfoot. If anything, we should be hanging out with Bigfoot or learning, you know, what they want. As I, When I was young, I used to love daydreaming about 
hanging out with Bigfoot. <laughs> I remember we went to the the Redwood Forest, the Sequoia Forest, um, with my parents. And I saw those huge redwood trees, right? Those giant trees that you can drive through. And the forest was so green and lush. And it really feels like an alien planet because the trees are so big. And I was like, you know what? Bigfoot definitely lives here. Like, I was just looking around like, everyone thinks this is normal. We're driving through trees. Do you guys see how large these trees are? <laughs> I see a little religious conversation has started in the live chat. Of course, guys, I respect everyone's approach on or everyone's beliefs uh, when it comes to religion. I think it's healthy to, you know, have beliefs and to practice a religion. I see people talking. So, guys, I want you guys to tell me if you think the abduction phenomenon is taken seriously enough at this point in time. I think that we need to do some work. We need to put in some hours and get this topic to the right, you know, to the right area and the right arena because, you know, at the end of the day, there I go with the you know again. Guys, I'm not going to be able to get rid of that. But at the end of the day, we need to understand what their relationship is with us. What the relationship these beings have with us is so important. I cannot say this enough. I cannot stress this enough. It is so obvious that we are not just a... Uh, an ant being taken. We are a valuable resource. That's the only explanation I can have for advanced, supposedly intelligent beings continuing to abduct us, continuing to study us, continuing to show up. It's because this planet, us, we are valuable resources. There is some kind of relationship here that we're missing. Uh, Gray Troll says, no, it is not taken seriously enough. And, yep, so I like that you're on my side, Gray, definitely. Thomas says, yes, abduction acceptance still needs work. 100%. Sofa says, sightings have increased, but abductions have slowed down. You know, I think, Sofa, let me point this out, though, real quick. I think that after all the years of how society has reacted to the abduction phenomenon, there are a lot of people these days that if they were to get abducted, they wouldn't come out and talk about it, right? They wouldn't want to um, openly. That's at least how I felt when I started making videos and content trying to say, hey, if you're an experiencer, if you're an abductee, I'm here. Talk to me. It's fine. Reach out to me. You know, I'll lend an open ear. Because I totally can see and understand what it would feel like for them in this new age, in this time of memes and, uh, you know, trolls, internet trolls. A long time ago, it wasn't like your story, your abduction story that you told, you know, in the in your school kitchen or in your school kitchen, in the school, what is it, cafeteria, would get streamed to hundreds of thousands of people and then trending on a social media app and then... You know, who knows what could happen if you share your stories today, which is why I totally understand as well that it takes a lot of strength to be an experiencer and an abductee and share the story. But we need to give them that strength. We need to back them up. We need to have, you know, let them know that we are in their corner. Sofa said true. Well, I mean, that's what I think it is. So honestly, I think that 
the age that we live in today, you got to be very careful what you say and what you do. And at times, when I started this channel and I started, you know, diving into the paranormal and talking about how strangeness, to this day, I still keep it separate from certain people. You know, I don't go around telling every every single person that I meet that this is what I do, just because some of them are conventional thinkers, and they're afraid to think outside the box, and they're they just can't do it which is unfortunate, which is probably what leads to racism still existing and all these negative aspects of our species still existing. Hey guys, so let me know how the stream is tonight. How's the quality? How's everything looking? How's it sounding? Right? As always, I got my cell phone as a light. <laughs> One day, I promise, guys, I'm going to get some studio lights in here other than, you know, this light back here. I got to get some lights like up here, up here, front. And I'll have like a headset and a little tripod arm. And we'll get this set up perfectly. Um, Andy Oates says, it's probably the scary truth that keeps it all a secret. It's probably far more common than anyone realizes. I made a whole video, Andy, about how I believe there are probably much more abductees than we think because of the false memory aspect. You know, the missing time aspect. Um I've had some dreams that I can remember as a kid that I don't think about it too much. I'm not going to say that I was abducted or anything, but they were a bit strange, right? Um, and I'm sure lots of people have strange dreams. But what if that dream wasn't a dream? What if that was a false memory implanted by these beings that seem to be able to manipulate people's emotions, you know, sort of manipulate reality, let you see what you want to see? And think about the implementations or the implications, actually. The implications. I think that's the right word. What if they abducted a president? Right? And they showed up as an angel. And they said, tomorrow you have to go to war. Think about it, guys. Think about how easily something, you know, how powerful something is. If it can manipulate reality and manipulate what you see or give you a maybe they don't maybe it's like they implant a uh, maybe they implant like a false memory after the abduction but they say to the president tomorrow you have to go to war the president wakes up you know he goes to see his wife he goes to church he says you know what i uh i feel like i was visited by an angel last night and they told me that I need to actually go to war now. It was a message. <laughs> it's crazy to think about, right? It's crazy to think about. We've heard about stories from famous figures throughout history being influenced. Being influenced by spiritual deities or by dreams. Hearing messages. Um... How do we know if this thing, if this phenomenon can really do what some people claim it can? How do we know what is real or what is real and what is uh, the occupants, right? What is this phenomenon? Uh, let's see. Let's check out the live chat. There are things you can observe. The night hunter says there are things you can observe when observing the observer of something observing you there's always 
something you can learn. Well, that was a bit of a tongue twister, but I kind of get what you're saying. Yesmer, what's up, man? How are you? If you guys aren't, uh, if you guys are on Reddit, I would suggest checking out the UFO Believers community. Uh, I really like that community because they try to regulate the trolls and the negative comments. So it's like you can go there and post and the community kind of has to respect certain guidelines to not like insult people or start drama. So if you're on Reddit, go check out the UFO Believers community. They've always supported me and they've always been really kind and awesome. So make sure to check them out. Uh, Yesmer says, I think the 90s were a completely different order uh, order than post millennium in terms of ufos and abductions well that's interesting too yesmer people have brought it up with uh when you talk about the shape of the craft right you have the airships you know people have said what about the airships that were seen a long time ago and then you saw the flying saucer showed up and then and i've wondered if that is just showing us sort of like that the phenomenon sort of molds with our society or it goes kind of like with our technological advances, it kind of jumps with what we would imagine would be an advanced craft an advanced, you know, vehicle. Um, it's trippy to think about. It is interesting. And I've thought about it a lot. I've also thought about how intelligent are these beings, right? Maybe there are, maybe they have advanced uh, maybe they have advanced technology, but there are aspects of them that uh, are not as evolved as as we are. For example, they're emotionless. We have emotion. Maybe they're actually looking for emotion. You know, or maybe like Thomas said, they're missing consciousness or a soul or whatever, an energy inside of them, and they want to be more like humans in the sense of laughing, dancing, crying falling in love. Maybe these are the things that they're missing. So much stuff to think about when you start to, you know, you throw the phenomenon out on the table and you don't stick to one thing. You start to kind of like experiment and, and hash out ideas. You can talk and talk and talk for hours about it because it's, it's very interesting and it's a very, very abstract topic. Uh, Godly Moose says, Undead Gaucho, what's your opinion on the intersecting between poltergeist activity and ce3 and abductions that's interesting that's a good question and it's something that has come up a lot you know you see these abductees and experiencers sometimes having sort of poltergeist activity in their homes uh reminds me of skinwalker ranch i'm not sure that's where you know, I'm not sure what I what my take is on that because that's kind of where the rabbit hole gets wide and deep. You know, you start wondering how is this all connected? What is actually going on here? What are we dealing with? Is it that there is another level of reality where there are multiple kinds of phenomenon all just sort of sitting there, and these occupants, these craft, are sort of jumping in and out of that or is it that you know i don't know that's a good question though that's a great question and it's something we should look into and i'd love to hear you guys thoughts on that 
Thomas Bessler says, poltergeist, dimensional entities. I made a whole video about tulpas and sort of thought form entities. Because you know, I do believe consciousness is powerful. I do believe the mind is much more powerful than we think. And I think also, considering that these beings are telepathic, I've wondered in the past if that sort of shows a sort of shows a link between, you know, apart from the shape of our heads <laughs> being kind of similar, um, if that shows a link sort of between our consciousness, like maybe inside of their skulls they have a brain similar to ours, right, with a with the same build as ours, but maybe larger or they use more of it. I don't know. <laughs> Foyo boy said, only typing all caps so you see, not yelling. What's up, Foyo boy? He says, you need to learn the history of Brandon Fugel, Joe Fermage, Hal, Hal Pudoff, and Ron Pudoff. Oh, Ron Pandolfi, sorry. <laughs> the history of Brandon Fugel. Well, let me know. Share it in the chat. Share some important you know, aspects of that foy boy. I mean, Skinwalker Ranch is fascinating. Let's just say there are hot spots on the planet. According to researchers and according to what we've seen, there are locations on the planet that seem to have phenomenon sort of all over the place, right? Lots of cases coming up of all different kinds of things. And I think that is a bit of a, you know, it takes us down the path to think, what realities are we not seeing? You know, what levels, what dimensions are we not noticing here? What is going on with that? You know what I mean? Ian, what's up? He says, I'm curious about the large cigar-shaped ship that has been sighted several times. Some call it a sky dreadnought. The last I heard uh, was a few years ago above Ukraine. Well, cigar-shaped craft, right? It's interesting you got your triangle-shaped craft, your cigar-shaped craft, your orbs, your saucers. Um, recently, I'd say we've seen sort of this triangle-shaped craft coming up more. Uh, and then orbs and light craft. But the cigar-shaped craft, you see them throughout history. That's a good question, though. You guys are hitting me with some great questions tonight. See, this is what I love about doing this. See, if I don't do this, there are gonna there are gonna be aspects that I overlook, or aspects that I don't really have time or dedicate the time to pick apart and and study, right? For example, if this was a studio, right? Behind me, I totally have like a pinup board, and all these great ideas, I'd be writing them down and slapping them on there <laughs> while we're talking. But I can always jump back to the live chat and see what you guys are saying, and jump from there. But these are great questions, guys. Lol, Fermage and Pandolfi. <laughs> I might have read that wrong. But uh, let's see. Nono says, Grays were likely created to be less offensive and appear less frightening to humans. But we all know that didn't work out so well. <laughs> That's funny. And if somebody created the Grays to not be frightening yeah i think they got a uh an f <laughs> on that but i don't know guys like 
At this point in my life, I don't think I'd be very frightened if I saw a gray. I mean, from what I know, from what I've read, from what I've read, because I don't know, because I haven't come face to face with a gray. I mean, I probably wouldn't die. Worst case scenario, something traumatic would happen. But at least I would have made contact. Thomas is answering the cigar-shaped uh, question there. He says, Thomas, uh, he says, cigars, I've seen them twice recently in the last week. Very clear images. Cool, Thomas. Night Hunter, uh, that turkey UFO video still stumps me today. The one uh, that the doctor with the implants filmed. Man, that is some interesting footage. Are you talking about the... I think it's the video, right? The turkey video is the one where they're over the ocean, right? It's I think it's Zofa's picture zoomed in. Thomas says, the recent cigar UFO sightings, two in California. That's awesome, man. Two in California. For those of you that don't know, I was born and raised in California. That's why... Uh, I live in Buenos Aires, but my English is so, uh, is pretty good. Pretty good. I'm not going to say so good, but pretty good. Um, Foyle Boy says, Brandon Fugel has been the attention of the American DOD UFO guys for a long time. Why Skinwalker Ranch now? I'm not sure. And I think it's something that we should be looking into. If I had a lot of money, if I was a millionaire, I would buy Skinwalker, a multimillionaire or whatever. I would buy Skinwalker Ranch for sure. If I just had money to throw around, I would have done exactly the same thing Fugel did. Not even a question. I would have seen what I could find. Because if I can't get on the property without getting shot, I'll just buy it if I had the money. Uh, Thomas Fessler says, in Turkey UFO, we can see the grays in the convertible open top area. Yeah, exactly. And that's Sofa. Sofa knows what I'm talking about. I think that's his image. His little icon there is like a zoomed in picture of one of the grays. And that is a uh, fascinating case. And the footage is, in my opinion, it's not a boat. Some people were saying it's the top of a of like a yacht or a, a cruise ship. But I don't think that's what it is. Even though if you look at the case, uh, there's not one video. There's actually multiple videos. I shared a link to a a playlist on YouTube that I found, which is like the channel dedicated to that case. And there's days and days of that footage, like different dates of the same craft showing up in the same location. So if it is a cruise ship, the only way we could ever know and the only way we could ever prove it is if there was a cruise ship parked there on those days because I think the date is on the recordings but I think on Twitter someone had said that they checked to see uh, if there was a cruise ship there that day and there was nothing but uh, I don't know if I haven't personally looked into it I'm not gonna throw all my chips at it Foyo Boy says why Fugle goes on TV with it then uh, keeps a guy around called Dragon <laughs> Foya. You know, uh, I forgot what happened or when it happened, but I think I said something about Dragon's name somewhere. And then, uh, like, 
dragon showed up in in the live chat or he showed up i think it was like a video where there were like people doing kind of like a round table and i said something about that and then he showed up like live <laughs> and i was like oh man i don't know man foya you know it's it's a tricky thing to think about too we don't know them personally and i got to say like i'm afraid that one day if i ever create a like a tv show right a fiction show I feel like people are going to come for me with pitchforks and axes, right? Uh, I don't really care because I would love to do that because I feel like it would really help if we did it the right way and we didn't blemish, you know, we didn't exaggerate stuff and we used sort of like real cases and data to create a good show that people can enjoy and learn from at the same time. Not something cheesy and not something boring, something fun. So for everyone can everyone can digest. I feel like people would come at me for sure. <laughs> Foyo boy said, "Are you afraid Dragon will find you?" I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I'm not. I'm not. You know, saying he couldn't be intimidating, but I'm just saying I'm not afraid of that. No, not at all. Uh, let's see, guys. So. Godly Moose says, that place is less than an acre big. I know, but they say that the whole basin area, if we're still talking about Skinwalker Ranch, is like a hot spot. Which I think is most likely true, right? I was going to make a whole uh, set of videos, each video talking about a different UFO hotspot. I even compiled all this information, but then I thought like, how am I going to present this in an entertaining way uh without being able to go to the location right take you guys there like first person i feel like that'd be really cool for like a series or like a docu-series like take you guys with me to every ufo hotspot around the world and not show up like um you know not show up like a ufo hunter just show up like a guy trying to find the truth sort of document the area kind of do it like something fun, but at the same time, not exaggerated, right? And try to find the truth and try to see if we can camp out at these spots and find, you know, see, have a sighting or have a close encounter or whatever. I feel like that'd be pretty cool. Oh, Godly Moose's Undead Gaucho. I'm talking about uh, Stardust Ranch. Uh, Skinwalker Ranch is 512 acres. Okay, cool. Perfect. I thought it was bigger, but I was like, well, if, it, if I'm wrong, whatever. <laughs> but uh, Stardust Ranch... Don't get me wrong. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I was going to say, don't get me wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is that the story where the rancher like cuts a gray in half with a katana? <laughs> Pro Illusionist says, is there a public land in the basin? I'm not sure, Pro. You could go to the basin, not necessarily need to be on the property of Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, I agree. I feel like first... If I want to do something like that, I should do it in Argentina. And I should take you guys, you know, up north or sort of to more rural areas and just follow the cases. Uh, I'd love to go, not in Argentina, but wherever I can find sort of off the beaten path, maybe like a, a group of native people, maybe that have in their culture star gods or something like that, you know, and see what they think about the UFO phenomenon. I feel like that'd be really really interesting and really fun um, and good for everybody. So we could kind of just like get our boots on the ground. 
Sasha Sasha says, I had the weirdest thing happen to me when doing C5 in London. After deep meditation, I closed my eyes and saw a flying saucer flying by. It totally freaked me out. It was so real, strange. That's interesting, Sasha. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, the Night Hunter says, Foya, does it bug? Uh, Foya, does it bug you as well that the name Clark Hall, Saunders, Wilhelm, or some slight derivative of the name just keeps popping up? Well, that's interesting. I want you to, guys, if you got some good cases or some, you've done some good digging, share it. Share it with everybody. There's some people that like, you guys not, I'm not talking about you guys in the live chat or you the listeners. Um, well, the listeners, I don't know. I trust you though. If you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> I believe in you, <laughs> but, uh, join us in the live chat next time so I can get to know you. Uh, but, um, what I was going to say is there's some people that like hide their research to themselves. And I find that so funny. I'm like, you're not really helping anybody if you hold it to yourself. That's not what's going on right now. That's what I'm saying. Night Hunter, send me all the links, man. Send me everything. I want to see it. I want to read it. I want to talk about it. Uh, it's cool. Look, two Londoners meeting up in the live chat. Awesome, guys. Love to see that. Oh, Tibe Mufon says, Undead, yes, I could supply you cases from Argentina through the Mufon database. Please, man. That'd be great. Please do that. That'd be awesome. I would love to, uh, to really get into the mix here in Argentina. Now, because I am... Still very, as they, as they say here in Argentina, very Yankee, right? Uh, most of the cases, most of the digging I do is, is cases from around the world, but mostly cases in English. Like I have to step away from that always and search stuff in Spanish about Argentina and try to dig into cases. There are some great cases from Argentina. Um, Fabio Serpa was a, uh, He's a Uruguayo. He's from Uruguay, but he lived in Argentina and he was a respected researcher here. Passed away recently. I tried, I thought like I need to get an interview with Fabio Serpa and then he passed away. It was the worst. Like if it were now and I was motivated like I am now and inspired by you guys, I would have totally tried to get him like on the podcast or tried to sit down and talk to him about the phenomenon. And I think I read somewhere or I read in his book because I read his book recently his house is like full of files like full of cases and full of he has a really interesting case i he was an actor before he became a ufo researcher he was like on some telenovela like a sitcom for those of you that don't know who i'm talking about i'm talking about fabio serpa you guys can look him up on google he's got an interesting story but uh he had a friend that was or they were filming at a airport that's what it was they were filming at an airport and he had a friend that was a pilot or he had made a friend there and the guy said hey you want to go for a for a flight you want to take a fly or take a flight real quick i'll fly you around and take you for a little ride on my plane right i'm not a pilot so i don't know how you invite somebody <laughs> to go for a little ride on your plane um so they take off they're flying and they have a close encounter and they see a craft. And he says that that changed everything for him. He said it was close up or like flew by him. He could see like the shine, the shine off the craft. And from that point on, he started like digging and searching for the truth, which I think is such a cool origin story. 
right? And he was this guy that was already kind of famous. So everyone knew what he was doing. He ended up having a show kind of like a, like a, I'm forgetting the name of the show now. Unsolved Mysteries. We had like a paranormal show here, but I never got to see it because I didn't grow up here. And he's an older gentleman. Uh, let's see the live chat again. The Night Hunter says, just think if they choose the greys, they could have went with the predators. I mean, come on. How do you approach that swing? A mess to be sure, but you still get a passing grade for effort. I'm not sure what you meant there, Night Hunter. Um, well, that's because you guys are having a lot of conversations and I love it. <laughs> I like how people are connecting. So, guys, I'm going to have to end it here. But look, the real main message I wanted to give you guys tonight was that the abduction phenomenon is very, very important. Next time somebody comes up to you and wants to share their story with you, listen to them. Right? Listen to them. Because there are going to be things, there are patterns in these cases. There are aspects of these cases. There are clues right in front of us. And if we want to under, understand the technology, right, we want to understand how the craft work, maybe we got to understand how the pilots work, what the pilots want, what's going on, right? Um, because in my opinion, the relationship is the most important aspect. There is a relationship here. It is not like, oh, these things are coming and going. There is a relationship happening here. There's a tie that we're not noticing. Um, so yeah, guys. As always, thank you all for being here in the live chat. You guys are awesome. You know, all the love and the comments. This is super uh, fun for me, and it's super important, I think, that we all get to meet up and talk. So thank you again for being here. And for those of you listening to the podcast, thank you for listening all the way through. I hope you enjoyed it. If you guys are interested too in supporting me in any way, remember there's a I have a Patreon. If you want, you can help me there. But of course, any sort of support, just subscribing to the channel or a thumbs up, is good enough for me. Um, some people picked up the Undead Gaucho T-shirts. There's actually five now rotating around the planet somewhere. Uh, you'll find links for the Patreon and my Twitter if you're not following me on Twitter, and uh, the Gaucho T-shirt, which. Every month, I'm going to try and drop a new design for. You find it in the in the video description. But again, guys, thank you. You're all awesome. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. Keep searching for the truth. And remember, too, that we're all in this search together. So we got to work together. We'll talk soon, guys.